Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. This week's guest, songwriter and producer Michael Gurley. Live from the Desert Studio in Joshua Tree, California, please give a Wayland warrior welcome to your hosts, Mitch and Phil. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Finding Our Way. Good to hear the welcomes again. The official podcast of the band Wayland. That's right. It's uh, the first time we've ever done the PM edition. Yes, that is right. I didn't, I didn't really think about that. As, a, as excited as I was for this particular podcast, it never crossed my mind that I remember, we were actually breaking new ground right Yeah, today. I remember doing one at like noon thinking, wow, this is This late. is late. And our guest today <laughs> has never even seen noon. That's right. That's right. We're here it's with true. our friend Michael Gurley, uh, Waylon Warriors. Give him a big round of applause. Welcome him in. They're going nuts out there. Oh, nice. They're Thank going you. crazy. Thank you, Wayland Warriors. Michael Gurley, so great to have you in our studio. What a blast it is to be Man. out here in the desert with you guys. Yeah. This is so cool. Um, there would be no Wayland Warriors without Michael Gurley. That's the truth. We got to start at the beginning. First and foremost, we have to talk about, I mean, this, you've been such, talk about the title of this podcast, Finding Our Way. Nobody, nobody has done what you've done for this band well thank you Phil. you put us on this on our on a track that's so on, true on a creative yeah. whatever well, you, we'd probably still be playing the whiskey once a week you know <laughs> and wondering why we weren't why things weren't yeah. happening <laughs> well you guys have done all the hard work come on let's 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 say that that's i'm true. not going to discredit ourselves we no, have yeah, done you guys but done. well i've done all the hard work yes exactly <laughs> i mean mitch has been along for the ride yeah, yeah. i'm just coasting over here <laughs> cool. so that's what he does but uh yeah i have to agree with phil you know we would not be thank you we wouldn't have been able to build our own studio without michael Gurley. well it's been a blast all the way through we've always had a good time you guys that's that's what's kept us together that is true we have a blast together. that is a true there's been um, a few laughs along the way yeah i think i've said the word blast three times so i think that's might be the quota <laughs> i can't say the b word you're on anymore. the limit you're on the yeah, limit the title it. of this will be mike Gurley has a blast <laughs> <laughs> can't say it anymore they have a blast again the b word um uh, i've We've told the story um, on countless interviews and mm-hmm. our, our live things of, of us meeting you. Told it a few yeah. times the last month, yeah. it seems yeah. like. Our, wow. Our fan base is, I'm touched. has been asked. Well, you know, we, the first record that we made together just got re-released. Oh, that's so cool. I like that record. Yeah. Uh, the, it's called Wayland, you know, so for those of you listening. Um, it just came out on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. Uh, like, right, was it right before Christmas, I think? Yes. Yes. Um. So, Is that the Dirty Angelinas? Yeah, one? Dirty yeah. Angelina, That's Life. Those were the That's first life. two songs she we recorded. She Lights It Up. I like that song. All We Had, Shine. Wow. All We Had is not on that record. Oh, oh it's not. No, repeat. that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I want Sorry. to talk about the, the how we met you. A little day drinking there, Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, we were playing the Whiskey A Go-Go. And, uh, well, actually, yeah, you guys were playing the Whiskey A Go-Go, to interrupt you, of course. Um but this guy named Mike Gian Greco, who was the doorman, and he's kind of infamous. He's a sweet guy. He's a friend of mine. But he is kind of infamous because he did this whole pay-to-play pay thing on the strip. But he booked you guys there. He gave us so many great opportunities. Yeah, he's he believed a great, in our band. He's great. And he would always have us open for big bands or if he knew of other bands that had big draws. And so he helped us out so much. Yeah, he's a, he knew all the guy talks like this. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, you got to see this band, uh, Whiskey Circus. That's what we were Your called. Your Whalen Warriors know about the name Whiskey Circus? Oh, so. yeah. yeah. We, we, have a, we have a subscription service, like an online kind of fan club mm-hmm. thing, where we released all the Whiskey Circus stuff and Apartment 14 and all of our old demos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we were before Whiskey <laughs> Going Circus. Way back. Yeah. yeah. That's pre-me for sure. Um, so we were Whiskey Circus, and this guy's told you to come down and see us? Yeah, because we were playing we're, we're playing the same night? We were playing the same night, were we? No, we didn't play with, with Dada, but we were playing uh, uh, a lot with Billy Boy on Poison, a band that uh, you- Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. You had produced. Yeah, I, I just remember you got to see this band. Uh, they, got, they got something, I think. <laughs> All right, that's my last invitation to him. <laughs> no, it's great. You sound just like him. <laughs> he does he sound used to like call that. Phil Stew. Love it. Why? Because we don't know why. Don't know. Just, just because you went with it. Stew. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, I wasn't yeah. worried about you it. Know, you don't look like a stew. Anyway, so I, I, you know, uh, came down and was listening to a few songs, and you know, the songs, uh, you know, to be polite, were okay. Um, and I didn't hear a great voice. I didn't hear a great sound. And but I said, man, that is one of the best looking rock bands I've ever seen in my life. If those guys have any talent at all <laughs> there that is one good looking band and i'm a heterosexual man but you know i know a good looking yeah for sure you know 25 year old when i see one or however you guys old <laughs> probably said, pretty close you guys look so cool i'm sorry you were the coolest looking band since zeppelin i thought it's like these guys look great um but uh you know i, I didn't hear this great thing and so after about three songs i or four songs i said yeah yeah not really interested, and I start walking out, and then this other song starts, and all of a sudden I hear this, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the other guy singing. The blonde guy was singing, and who's this guy with uh. brunette? Who's this guy? And I stay, I turned around as I was walking out. I said, so what the? That is a fucking great voice. What is the other guy? No offense, Phil. You have a nice voice. No, I, I don't know what, what I was thinking. But you were the blues singer guy. I know. Guess you have an ego. You had to sing three or four songs tonight. Yeah, we just kind of split them up back yeah, then. Yeah, know? we did. So anyway, I like, whoa, this guy's got a phenomenal voice. I mean, Mitch, you have a phenomenal voice. I always said you were the golden goose. You Michael, know? thank you. You know, but it's still great. It continues it's to always mean a lot been to me. Thank you. And it blew me away. And I, I said, I'm sticking around. I'm going to talk to these guys. And then I walked upstairs, and you guys really didn't want to have anything. I was like the creepy guy with the cowboy hat. Super creepy. Walking up backstage going, all right, uh, you guys want to write a song together? Because the way you guys were looking at us is like I was, uh, you know, Poison Oak or something, just like backing away from me, basically. So, I mean, where were you? Well, it was really foreign. Yeah, in, go in ahead, In your go life, ahead. I mean, what were you, you had been in a band, you had toured the world, your mm-hmm. band, Dada, had what, opened for Sting. Yeah. We sold a million records. We toured the world many times over. And then you got into over. production and producing other bands? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think, I don't know if I was working with, yeah, I'd already done uh, Billy Boy and Poison. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I'd already done Is that. Is that why you kind of like had success with getting them signed and stuff and you were yeah. looking for the next project? Is yeah, that, I mean, okay. basically I wrote, like, his dad came to me and said, you know, my son's 15 years old and can you write some songs for him? And, you know, long story short, they were signed seven months later. It was just one of those things that snowballed and everything went right and then everything went wrong. But that's another day. That's another story. <laughs> another podcast, actually. Heroin, et cetera, et cetera. Managers, dadagers, momagers. Uh, anyway, so uh, I approached you guys backstage at the Whiskey and you guys were just kind of looking at me like like in your heads like, who is this asshole? When is he going to leave? <laughs> and I I felt a gun. It's like, okay, well, here's my number if you guys ever want to write a song. And you're like, uh, yeah, whatever, dude. Thanks. Uh, see ya. And I walked away and I said, I don't, I don't think that went so well, but whatever. 
You know, and then you called. I called just a day or two later. Uh, yeah, I think so. And you kind of apologized. You didn't need to apologize, but you did. It's like we didn't know who you were. You were very nice and very open and kind of humble and naive in a in kind of a good way. Like these guys aren't jaded. I didn't know if you were like the jaded, long-haired, you know, tattooed love boys on Sunset Boulevard or you were open to work. And it seemed like you guys were totally, after you found out who I was, not that I'm some household name or some great producer, but... You definitely had some respect when you called me the next time. It was different, a whole different story. Well, at the time, we were getting, you know, when you're a band playing the Sunset Strip or whatever, um, you get advice from people all the time. Mm -hmm. From the door guy at the whiskey, from the sound guy at the whiskey. from Jet lag. Yeah, from the custodian at the Viper Room. Like, everybody wants to give you a song or talk about your sound or whatever. And so, yeah, you know, we might have just not wanted to hear it that night, but... um, you said a couple you things. You thought I was a weirdo creep dude with the cowboy hat on. No, I, I said a couple things that really, I like <laughs> still ring, like we remember them. Um, I remember you said, well, who's your favorite band? And we said, I remember at the time, I think we said Green Day and Aerosmith. Yeah, yep. And you said, okay, which one of your songs is as good as one of theirs? Well, let's go back just a little bit because you guys came over to my house like two days later. I said, you guys want to come over and just let's talk. And you're all like, yeah. You guys were so energetic and so positive about your 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 band and everything. It was, just, it was great. You guys had this energy that was immediately effective. I mean, uh, in, in, uh, infectious, infectious. Thank you. And, uh, so you're at my house. It was a really sunny day in LA up on the, up on the hills in Hollywood Hills there a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you said, I said, well, what are you guys doing? What's your, what's your plan? You said, well, I think it was, I think it was bizarre. We, we, we got 12 songs. We've been rehearsing them for a year and a half. We have enough to make a record. And my in my brain, I kind of went, hmm, uh, that's a long time to rehearse 12 songs <laughs> over and over again. We, we, we did. rehearsed the we walk out. Yeah, we I sure mean, did. All day, every day. I yes. know. And they never got better or worse. I don't think they did. No, <laughs> we had zero direction. We didn't know. Yeah, we were just, sp- we're basically yeah. spinning our wheels. And you were spinning your wheels, but at least you were working hard. Yeah. And I, I could tell you guys had a great work ethic, like right away, because you were just so into whatever was going to make you guys uh, better. We you know? were. I mean, uh, that is true. You know, the, Dean, Tyler, and Mitch and I were just so hardcore. You, you know, we worked were... that job together in the mornings from the from work. We'd go down to rehearse all day those crappy songs. Yeah. Party really hard together at night. Yeah. I we mean, we'd go back really, and do it again. Yeah, we'd search out parties and shows and yeah. anywhere that we could jam and hang out with people. And the thing is, the, the songs weren't crappy. The problem was uh, they were mediocre. Mm-hmm. And you... and. I remember you, Kay, um, and I, I, that sounds almost rude, but I think you guys would admit, compared to the stuff you guys do now, my goodness, it's it was far below what is going on for the last five years with you guys. Correct? Oh, yeah. It's pretty yeah, easy, pretty yeah, easy yeah. to From that moment on, we yeah. embarked in a whole other world. Like when, when you came in and it was like, okay, here we go, and you presented us with Lay It On Me and yeah. When She Rains. I yeah. were the first two. So, so what happened is you guys said, well, you know, you kind of asked, what? We, we really want your opinion. I said, you really want my opinion? Like, you guys were really fresh-faced. I, I don't know if you remember, but you were like four puppy dogs. Yes. You know, and it was just awesome because you guys were so open to ideas. You weren't jaded at all, which was really refreshing to a guy like me who's kind of been, you know, hanging around L.A. for quite a time and been through a lot of that stuff with other people. Anyway, so I said, well, you really want you want the truth or do you want something nice that'll make you feel good? And you go, we want the truth. You were like staring at me with those blue eyes, just like, we want the truth, man. I don't care what it is. Just give me the truth. 
You know, you know how he is. Oh, I do know. He's I, intense. Yeah, yeah. A good intensity. <clears throat> I said, well, um, you're going to have to get rid of all your songs. And, right. and there was silence, crickets, tumbleweeds went by. I think an hour passed <laughs> before somebody said you something. Frozen. And your jaw, it was like one of those cartoons, all your jaws dropped to the ground and their tongues rolled out. It was that kind of thing, you know? And it was just, and then somebody said, well, what about you know, this song? And I said, well, okay, it's a good song. I said, is that song, is that song as good as like a Led Zeppelin song or an Aerosmith song? Or a Bon Jovi song or a Beatles song? They're like, well, no, but... I said, well, that is your competition now. If you guys are serious about this business... That's right. That's what you said. Yep. That is your comp... Not the band that you blew away at the whiskey because you had 28 friends and they had 11. That's not your competition, the band with 11 fans. Your competition is now Guns N' Roses. And you kind of all went, oh... And then I think Pissette well, we have enough to make a record. And I said, you have enough to make a mediocre record. That was which, his mantra. Which, <laughs> <laughs> but we have enough have to, to make, make a record. I swear to God. We can make a record. <laughs> I said, you can well, make a mediocre. That's all we talked about. That's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. And that's very, you know, cool and typical of bands. I want to get signed to make a record. And that's, and that's great. But you're going to get lost in the shuffle. And to your guys' credit, you said, and then I said, look. Because you guys were kind of stunned for a while. I remember just being put on my ass. Yeah, and like, I felt what? I felt kind of like a jerk. But I, you know, I I had been where you guys were. I used to write the worst. You songs. told you, us you reminded us. If you look at that. my songs in my twenties, my first started, oh, they're horrible. My 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 lovely wife Stacy says, oh, you know, she's a big fan of mine. She says, you don't write a bad song. I said, hold on. We we're side note. Went we went and up to my friend's house who still had a bunch of these songs from you know when I was in my early twenties, and she listened to them. She was a these are terrible. I said, I told you. Yeah. Well, what it's was hard the turning to write point songs. for you? Like, what snapped in your head? Did, like, where do you saw, thought, okay, here's how I'm going to start writing songs now? Well, it really helped when I got a writing partner, Joey Callio, and we became each other's editor. It's like, that's not good enough. That's good. That's not good enough. Mm. And we, we actually made a commitment to ourselves. Why are we not getting signed? We have the right clothes. We have the right haircut. I got a Les Paul and a Marshall. What's wrong? And we decided that our songs have to be better than everybody's. So we spent a year without playing shows. We got together every day except for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and we wrote every day. We said, we're going to have the best songs. And that changed our lives forever. It was a really, it also helped that we lived a block away from each other. So mm -hmm. we just made a commitment. We didn't go see movies. We didn't, we just wrote every, we both had day jobs, et cetera. But anyway, that's a, that's another story, but that, no, that's great. That was, that's a great, I never heard that. Yeah. Um, so, so I told you guys, I said, look, let me write a song. And if you don't think it's better than all your songs, than any of your songs, we don't have to work together. I mean, maybe I'm just not the right guy. You know, it's, I, I don't want to ruin your, your hope here. And I just, I, I'd like for you to take a couple shortcuts that I missed. I wish somebody had told me, I might not have listened, but you guys were open to it. And I wrote, lay it on with my friend, uh, Cameron wrote some of that song too. Mm -hmm. I got stuck in one of the verses and I, I wrote for Mitch's voice. I was like, I'm going to write a song because I thought in your set, you guys didn't kick ass. Like mm -hmm. for Mitch's voice, like these guys need to kick some ass. You can say fuck on here? Yeah, you yeah. Can. yeah. Kick some fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote that song, and it's not the most brilliant song, but I, I had a feeling you guys would be drawn to it because of the, the excitement and the way it made you use your voice, you know? Absolutely. And so you guys really humbly and honestly said, that's better than any of our songs. And then that's when I said, 
well, the, the, it's not a famous sentence, but that's when I said, okay, a year from now, that has to be your worst song. That's right. You did. And then you guys like went, we get it. And then we started writing. Then and we it, started writing. Yeah, then we started writing. And that song didn't even make, you know, the first- No, it never got even officially released. Yeah, so, no. It so did a lot for us, though. We made a, a cool great video, yeah. which yeah, is up in our- I love that video. It's in our subscription love service. Love that video. Love that song still. It's in service. Yeah, and it, well, it won that Battle of the Bands on KLOS. That's right. That's right. led to so, so much. It led to a lot. So, But the key is that you guys were open to it. Most people- our heart, most bands are hard set on, you know, our way or the highway, and they don't want help because they think they're already great. And there are bands like that that come along, like Guns N' Roses, a young age, you know, and stuff like that, uh, that are just great. You know, they just, they just got it. And, but <clears throat> that's very far and few between, and I'm sure they worked their asses off to get where they were too. But um, after that, like you said, we just started writing our asses off. Yeah, and then it was like, Okay, so we, we started collecting these songs, and some would kind of come, and some would, we'd play them live, like at the Cat Club or the Whiskey. Uh, I'm thinking of like songs like Sunshine Suicide. Oh, yeah. And, Saturday, okay. You don't remember that? I remember the title. Oh, now, nah, yeah. Something about being back in it Boise. It just didn't work. Yeah. It was good enough. It was fun, but it, it yeah, wasn't it didn't really, great. Yeah, and, but we tried different things. Like, yeah. it was kind of trying to find like the band's identity. Yes. Until we had a couple good ones, and, um, we were always looking for recording opportunities. Mm -hmm. You would know somebody, we would meet somebody that had a studio. That's and we, right. Which I think some of those crazy experiences definitely bonded Absolutely. you and us. Yeah, when we got in that jet lag situation. Where the and, your amps were actually in water at yes, one point. Yes, standing in water. Yeah, and we were recording on 24-track tape that had been recorded on the other side, so we were listening back, and we could hear the other song going on oh, yeah. backwards at the same time. Yes, our songs yeah. like, maybe this is not going to work out. And it didn't. There was a lot of duct tape that went yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of And then finally, you got a little in. Mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, I think you must have played some demos for your friend Florian. Yeah, I remember a, you saying, "If we could get this guy Florian involved, he's an excellent, this would be another excellent, level, amazing engineer. He's worked with um, Lifehouse, of course, uh, uh, Rammstein, Rammstein, U two, you know, uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and him and I were buddies. We've done some work together." And I just knew he was going to be good for you guys, and he was—he was, you know. Oh, Florian was amazing. We got in and did "That's Life" and "Dirty Angelina" on Kiefer's old studio in Silver Lake. Oh yeah, that was the first thing we did. Oh, was it? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's life and "Dirty, Dirty Angelina." Angelina. We and the sound—all all of a sudden, the sound was—it like came to life, real. Wow. Yeah. And your voices and your guitar—it just was great. And Florian really helped direct the drums. Anyway. Oh yeah. So, uh, and, and then, we, then there was the big deal about getting into Jude's studio. Yeah, we wanted to get with Jude. Like, you really <laughs> wanted to play for Jude, but you didn't want to pressure, you know, so Jude Cole, for anyone that doesn't know, um, he was partners with Kiefer Sutherland. They had this label, Ironworks. Jude has a solo career. He manages the band Lifehouse. And how, what was your relationship with him at the time? Just that, the label thing with... With Billy Boy and Poison. Yeah. yeah, we had signed, I'd signed this band I was working with to... To his him Kiefer's label, and we <clears throat> we all became pals. It was a really fun situation. And you just you wanted to play this band for Jude, but we didn't want to force it on him. We I didn't want that. to play it too early because we knew he was well connected and a super talented guy, um, and we wanted to record in uh, his studio. And so, I think he like had when he moved into Can Am, which is a super famous studio. Yeah, Guns and Roses, Snoop Dogg, Pearl Jam, Pearl Aerosmith, Jam. Um, yeah, I know Get a Grip was Get done a Grip there. was we done there, yeah. Um, and we kind of would sneak in after hours. Like yes. Florian would have another session. He'd let us know what it was ending. 
And then we go do four or five hours at night in there. Yeah. Remember how paranoid? <laughs> oh, oh, you were, you were so, a nervous. Yeah, you were a nervous wreck <laughs> because we got the okay, but we like it was not really okay. It was, was not it really okay. okay but but don't you let can me be in here. Yeah, don't don't touch anything. Yeah, don't touch anything. Don't smoke at least a hundred yards away. Yeah, uh, no sesame seeds. No, yeah, you know, just like all these. Which I understand. It was a glorious studio. Yeah, it was a glorious and, and studio. We, he didn't know us. Yeah, no, he was cool. I was I was over paranoid. Yeah. let's face it. You were. And everything went really well there. We recorded there for a month or something. Dude, we just found all of these videos that we put together of the making oh, cool. of Reason to Love. She lights it up. Oh yeah, shopping yeah. for a savior. Awesome, so much fun. Yeah, we had a good time there. We yeah. did. And nobody got any sesame seeds or ashes anywhere. No. In fact, there was no destruction. It was going really smooth. It was like had two days to go. It's like I started to breathe easy. And then, and then uh, you had to go we're, to the we're mixing. <laughs> we're mixing. She lights it up. It's like I gotta go to the bathroom. And it's a private studio, so it's not like public bathrooms. You know, it's two bathrooms, but there was a man's and a woman's. And it's like I think Mitch is in the man. I, I go in the ladies' room, and I go in there, and uh, I take a pee, and then I flush it, and it's like the old guy. You know, it's like old faithful just. Just, just pipe breaks, <laughs> and the tension was already so high. The last yeah. day of record, second to last day, and the you know tension was so high not to get any. And all of a sudden, water is like it's like a river flowing out of the bathroom into the studio oh, yeah. and the equipment. And, and we're in the studio, and all we hear is Mike Gurley scream <laughs> the famous words. Joe, I need strong hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. <laughs> We've been saying those words since. I have. Kind of tendonitis. It was pretty bad back then too. And I was trying to turn off these pipe valves, and I couldn't. And I just, I couldn't think of what to say, so I just screamed <laughs> out, "Joe, I need strong hands!" And they're like, "What?" So you guys gave, came in and, and gave strong hands. And of course, on your tours, you always like you wouldn't even say it with any kind of emotion. It's like, uh, "Mitch, I need strong hands." Just like, yeah, oh, it's true. I need to yeah. lift up this, you know, two hundred pound amplifier. Yeah, so everyday I was, lingo. I was honored that you were like, "Hey, I need strong hands." Strong hands, you know. So it's funny how those things have they a life stick. of their own. Yeah, in this group, true. they stick. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Yeah, but we made some really good music and some really good recordings, and then we played it for Jude Cole, and he was blown away. He's he, like, "I'm yeah. in." He was. I'm in. in. You guys, I'm in. And that was a big moment. That he was became huge. our manager. Yeah, that was a big step for you guys. I remember you guys telling a few people we were out to dinner one time on the strip, and there was this other band who always like kind of like competed with you. They're always like, "Yeah, what are you guys doing? We're like, uh, <laughs> we're we might have a meeting with like a guy who used to work for Geffen's Plumber or something, you know." <laughs> and and then you guys would go, "Oh yeah, we're being managed by Jude Cole." And there was just like, "You're being managed by Jude Cole? Oh, uh, well, cool, good for you guys." <laughs> that was a big, big deal for a was, band. That, yeah, like, that was a big deal. You know, especially like you're in Hollywood, man. Like, how are you going to get noticed? You know, you're like the yeah. whole thing. We've been we've been doing the grind for years at that point, doing the telemarketing jobs and the, just the playing these shitty gigs and um, mm -hmm. get with your you know they throw your gear on the street as soon as you're done playing and they're mad he didn't sell eighty tickets yeah. and the whole thing. So it was a big win uh, to all of a sudden feel like you belonged. You know, with you and Florian. And all through that process, Jude. we would get together at your place or my place yeah. and we'd just write songs. Yep. Write, write. How do you, how do you learn, how do you learn how to do something? Do it. And do it a lot. Yeah, we and did you it get a better. lot. Yeah. And you guys still do it a lot. And you guys don't need me anymore because you're so good now. You guys have become amazing songwriters, as, oh. as the Warriors know. I mean, the stuff you guys are sending me these days, it's like, geez, the only song, with, the only problem with that song is I didn't write it. 
You know, the stuff you guys yeah. have been sending is so good. So, oh, thanks. So, man. anyway. It's the biggest compliment it's the biggest we could compliment. ever yeah, from anybody. I oh, agree. Thank you. But that was fun. We had fun writing. We had a lot of laughs. Yeah, we did. It was always fun. It was never stressful. There was no, never a bad idea. I mean, the bad, maybe there was a bad idea, but there was never like, oh, that sucks. You know, it's just like, okay, that's not going to make it. You know, let's find something better. And then better. everybody just moved right on. Yeah. There's no, you can't be have that ego thing when you're writing songs with somebody. You have to have mutual respect, yeah, first of all. That's true. Um, but then you have to just let all the bad ideas kind of slide away and the good ones, you know, will make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time writing songs. We still do. We still do. Absolutely. Still do. But um, yeah, it's the, that's the whole beginning as I that remember. That was the turning point. And then, you know, away we went. I mean, I think yeah. because, because then we had all those songs done. And then we all went to dinner one night in the valley, <laughs> Bleecker Street. And that's when Jude sat us down and said, you know, you guys have this record. You should you should go back. You guys are a Michigan band. Go back to Michigan. And that's when it all started. Yeah. We went back to Michigan. That was a really house. smart idea he had. And you guys were just like, okay. Tyler wasn't crazy about the idea, but he, he you know, he went with it eventually. You know? Yep. Yeah. It was, a, you know, it was sunny out in LA at that point and it was like 10 degrees in you Michigan. Know, I, I know that we all <laughs> went along with it and we were trusting, but it is a really scary thing. You know, when you like, yeah. you have that mantra of being in Los Angeles and, you know, making your way out of that city, you know, and you just, you get caught up in the grind. And when someone says the grind is going to be different, it's going to be from Michigan. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I thought that we were going to like you know, get attention somewhere in Hollywood, but it, it was the greatest thing that we ever did. Well, for we, we had gotten that attention and yeah. the next step was to go back and play this music for people. Hollywood is very fickle with the music and, and, and Michigan is a much more rock and roll town. I love it. You know, I've played there many times and I played Chicago and just in the Midwest and, you know, I live in LA, so I, I love Los Angeles and everything, but, but the Midwest is a much better rock, rock and roll place. You know, much more accepting of rock music than, than what's the latest, you know, craze, you know? So Absolutely. And it was just so perfect for us because we were four guys from the Midwest mm-hmm. playing these songs that were truly, that we had put our hearts into. I think it just translated so perfectly when we got back there. It just made so much sense. Yeah, it's and true. You, and you had the big uh, record. You guys probably talked about this a lot, but you had the Destroy the Record or on that on the Chicken Wings and Hot, whatever they were called. Didn't you? Oh, oh the Free Beer and Howling oh, show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't you go on there with what your they record? Call that? The Lose Lose Music Review. Yeah. Lose Lose Music Review. Music Review. Yeah. Have you talked about this on the podcast? I don't want to bring up. Uh, oh, I'm sure we have. Yeah. But, but that was a big moment. That yeah. was kind of a big moment because all of a sudden you guys were on the radio doing this thing. Yeah, you guys fun of us, and it turned into a bunch of people coming to the intersection. To it wasn't. The, didn't they say on the radio, "We'll, we'll the next band that." Shows up with breakfast for us tomorrow morning at six a.m. Yeah, we'll make fun of their music. We'll make fun of their music, and yes. you guys were there at like five thirty. Yes, we were with breakfast ready to go with your album, you know, tucked under your armpit, just like absolutely. <laughs> yes, I think we got a tip. Someone told us exactly what to bring. Like, didn't they say? Oh no, they just tell you what restaurant to go to. And oh, is that what it is? Order yeah. Already, you know. <laughs> but but so, we did it, and they made fun of it, and we sat there and listened. You know, we loved it, and. uh we laughed, obviously, because we were we didn't take offense to that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you guys have always had a good. Um, but the program director of the station happened to be driving into work, listening to this the morning show that day. Really? And he called a meeting. So said, I want to meet these guys. Huh. And at that point, Jesse Dupree had we had just met in Jesse, Metten. We just met Jesse. Uh, I think I hadn't even met Jesse in person yet. I think over, only over the phone. And uh, they are. He knew the, they already had a relationship. So then, like one thing led to another, and. 
we were literally back in our van driving to LA the next week to meet you guys to record the Welcome to My Head EP. Right. Right. Which led to a soiree and other <laughs> other stories for another podcast. Yes. Yes. Sure enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really you know, we had you out to the desert because um we really wanna we wanna talk about your new record. This Thank is you, very, Phil. very exciting. Yeah, really exciting for me. I mean, we we've always obviously loved the songs that you've written, even uh, stuff that we weren't working on together. You've sent us other projects you've done and stuff, and we have just so much respect. And all of a sudden to hear it kind of come to life exactly how, not through another artist, but to hear <laughs> Mike Gurley performing songs. Um, you sent us this stuff. We've been cranking it up in the studio, and oh my God, this record sounds good. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Mitch. I had a really good time making it with my my friends, uh, Shane Solosky and, uh, and Scott Gordon, of course. Um, and we did it all, you know, in a, in a real studio, which was really fun. No, nothing in the box in, in, you know, pro tools, no fake sounds. It was all really fun. You know, like you came, you guys were there and Mitch, you sang yeah. a, a cup song, you played tambourine and I did it with some really good friends. Uh, the guy, the drummer, uh, Brian McLeod, he, he did Cheryl Crow's like first four, you know, four records, but we have a lot in common. We've always kind of, we played in Kiefer's band for a little while. So he came on board and he's amazing. He's so much fun. So how'd you go from touring all over the world, uh, playing guitar in Kiefer Sutherland's band to saying, I'm ready to make my own record? I had a child. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, because I was in Kiefer's band for I think like six or seven years going just out on the road, out on the road, out you on the road. You guys toured a lot. Yeah, you guys toured yeah, a lot. We really did. I mean, It was well, surprising for a guy of his celebrity to just keep touring like that. Yeah, he loved it because yeah. it was a party every night. And uh, and he also just loved his, his first love, I think, is music. It he, seems like it because when you hang out with him, that's all he wants to talk about. All he wants. His guitars, songwriting, rock and roll, folk music, like yeah. that's it. First time I met him, he wanted to wrestle me, and just because that's what he likes to do. You know, we can sit here and you know watch a movie or tell you, "You want to wrestle, girl? You want to wrestle?" And we didn't wrestle, but we ended up listening to music till like seven in the morning. He was very gracious. We had a blast. Um, but it was years later that him and Jude just started kind of working together on some stuff. And anyway, I ended up in the band, and. Uh, and I've written some songs with him stuff, but it was a really fun band to be in for five or six years. You know, I had been in Dada. I'm still in, I mean, Dada still plays once in a while. And, uh, you know, we had a long, long run, 20, 25 years. And then, so being a side man was a little weird for me, I got to say. I was always the lead singer, the, the co-writer, lead singer with Joey and, and the only guitar player. And so being in Kiefer's band was a little strange because that was like, I'm just a side guy. Yeah. I don't say anything over the microphone anymore. I'm just off to the right playing right. little solos and I'll sing some backup. Um, so it was a little hard to get used to, you know, but I got used to it. Then I realized, well, I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. I just show up and play my parts. I don't have to That's worry about the interviews. Nice. I don't have to, you know, worry about anything, um, which has its upsides and downsides. But so we did the road thing for, you know, five, six years, toured all over Europe and stuff and America, of course. And, and then uh, my uh, lovely wife, uh, Stacy got pregnant. We were so overjoyed and uh, it was great. And I went out on the road when she was pregnant and, and that was a little weird, but it's like, you know, we talked every night and stuff. And then, um, and then I was home and we, uh, she had Harrison November 25th, 2018. And then we had a, a gig in, in uh, Germany, Kiefer, like in January. And I went away for about two, three weeks with Kiefer and I came back and my son did not recognize me. He was scared of me. 
He's like, who is the stranger? Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, when, when I was, even though he was super young, he's, you know, he was still super young, but even like they bond with you and they, they see you and they kind of like, you know, smile a little bit and coo, whatever they do when they're that young. And then when I went, when I came back, he did not recognize me and he was scared of me. And I said, no, no, I can't, I can't do this. There's no way. Wow. Plus I missed him so much. All yeah. I did was call up every night and, you know, the parting and stuff doesn't come, it's not as much fun when you know you have this sweet little, you know, two month hole at home and your wife and stuff. So I called up Kiefer and I said, uh, Kiefer, um, uh, it's been, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. It's been a great run. It's been a tough day. Girly, you don't have to say anything else. He's always got that great low voice. Sorry, yeah. Kiefer, if you ever hear this from my terrible imitation of you. <laughs> he does you, subscribe to this podcast. I will I, warn you. <laughs> he said, once you had that sweet little boy, I knew your days were numbered. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a, an incredible impression, Thank actually. You. Anyway, um, so he was very gracious and he says, you know, I understand and, you know, you got a baby now and congratulations. He was really cool about it. And we, we parted ways, you know, very amicably and, uh, I still see him. We still write and anyway, he's a good friend, but, uh, I knew then that I was not going to be doing, going, doing the road thing. So what am I going to do? I'm going to write songs and make my own record again. Cause I was really hot to do it again. How many songs did you end up recording? Uh, 11 for the, for the record. You know, I wrote, you know, 30 or 40 for the record. You always do kind of, and then you pick, you know, you don't, you pick the best songs, but yes, you, you need to pick songs. As you know, you guys know, I do all this weird stuff. I have a, like Frank Sinatra standards band where we play jazz. Right. You know, I love playing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I knew I had the wrong girlfriend like 12 years ago and I, I did this, you guys have been to the the clubs to see me do all the Sinatra yeah. stuff. We were yeah, I so amazing. To, to anybody listening, I'm sure there's got to be some YouTube stuff of Mike Gurley and the Nightcaps. Yeah, Mike Gurley and the Nightcaps. Yeah, make sure you look that up because it is just awesome. Phenomenal. It is. The YouTube stuff is okay. Anyway, so um, I, this girl came to one of my shows, this girlfriend at the time, and she goes, you like old music. You know, it's like, well, Frank Sinatra, it's, it's old, but it's, you know. It's timeless. It, it's timeless. Thank you. Um, you like old, ooh, you like old music. And I'm just like, this, I don't think this is the right girl for me. But she was hot, so we stayed together for four years. Anyway, so. <laughs> Still the Mike Gurley that I love. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, thank goodness for Stacy. Anyway, um, and Harrison, hello I would say there. that as well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Well, you know, you get lucky sometimes. And Harrison, You guys James, are so amazing together. Thanks, it's, man. It's really incredible. Thanks. We have a, it's a good life. Um, so, uh. Anyway, so you, you have to, as you guys know, you choose the best songs, but you also choose songs that have to go together. Like I have, you know, 30 or 40, you know, songs that sound like they were written for the 40s, you know, just, I just like writing that stuff. And, but I'm not going to put that on this rock record, of course, right. you know, even though this song may be better, you know, and I've, I do country stuff and I do, you know, I do rock stuff and I do blue stuff. and instrument. So anyway, this was the, you know, kind of the rock side coming Did you coming think back. that I want? Specifically, did you think that you wanted to appeal to the Dada fans? Yes, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Because that kind of, which I mean, you're a rock and roller to the bone anyway. I Absolutely. love cranking up my Strat through a big old amp and yeah. cranking it up with a rock drum. I mean, can we, before we say too much, can we just dive in and listen to one of these songs? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you want Ultrasound is the title track, it's right? It's the title track. The name of the song came up um, when my wife was pregnant with Harrison and um, you guys probably all know what an ultrasound is. It's what you do. You know, they put this little 
you know, camera thing on her belly, and you can see the heartbeat, and it was the most amazing feeling, you know, seeing the heartbeat and the ultrasound. And I, I like that word, ultrasound. I really like that word. Better than perishables? Better than perishables. <laughs> I just have a problem with the word perishables. Perishables. Uh, perishables. Well, those are perishables. Those are perishables, because I was a bus, uh, box boy or a bag boy for Hughes Market in, you know, from 19 to 21 or whatever. And I had so many people, you're putting the perishables with the soap or whatever I was doing, you know. You're putting the perishables with the tomatoes. We've all had grocery store. I, I worked at Harding's in Wayland. Did you? I was, uh, I was uh, at a grocery store as well, a Kroger. <laughs> well, I worked in the Pacific Palisades Hughes Market, who, who, where a bunch of stars would come in, you know. Really? And yeah, you know, and they were very particular about where well, they wanted perishables. the perishables, about the perishables. <laughs> They didn't have to be stars to be particular about their perishable. Say that fast ten times. So, but anyway, just I just started hating the word perishables. If somebody says perishable to me one more time, oh. I'm going to throw this, oh. you know, this carton of ice cream in their this, face. This I'll tell you that there's perishable. Yeah. There's We're not going to say it anymore. There's your salad for you. But anyway, anyway you, your face. You, you um, like that word ultrasound. But I just I like the sound of it. You know, sound. I love the word sound, and I love what sound means. An ultra. Um, two nice things together so I think I'm going to write a song and I wrote the song and it came out well um, and uh, we put it on the record and I named the album Ultrasound let's hear it now Mike Gurley Mike, is it called Michael do you go by Michael Gurley like his professional name or is it- I go by Michael Gurley okay so if I'm going to look you up on Spotify Apple Music buy the record yeah Michael Michael Gurley Michael Gurley Michael with Gurley. Ultrasound
And the internet goes fucking crazy. Michael Gurley with his new hit, Ultrasound. <laughs> Coming at you. You do that well, Mitch. Hey, thanks, man. Tonight on Smash or Crash. <laughs> is it a smash or is it a crash? Because it seems so slow there at the end after hearing some other We stuff. slowed it down. Oh, no, I thought th- it was a little yeah, too purposely. fast. Thank you. We, Thank you. we didn't want we didn't want anyone to hear your vision yeah. for the song. <laughs> we took it upon ourselves to <laughs> yeah. slow her on down a little bit. Yep. Yep. We cut Brian. some stuff into the middle too. Is that cool? <laughs> nice. I thought that you'd be cool. Oh with yeah, that. no problem. I mean, no. we're close. Fine. Yeah. Let's put some bagpipes on it. You know, it's not. I've heard. Late. I've heard. I've heard a lot of songs on the record. This one, um, I I really love. I I do love this song. Uh, you hear a lot of Beatles, a lot of There's Beatles, some Beatles in the song. In there. And the little T Rex. People have said T Rex. T Rex. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Interesting. But Brian McLeod just played a great groove there. It's like, well, that's the groove. That whatever you're playing, Brian, that's it. You know, he has a way with a groove, of course. And uh, that's what Cheryl's always said about him. What's oh Cheryl Crow? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he co-wrote that song. uh, Every day is a winding road. Wow. Never heard of it. He tells me the story. They were staying at the same place and they were driving down the, the same mountain every day to get to the studio, like a 40 minute drive. And he, he was in the back seat when I go, God, Cheryl, every day down this stupid winding road. And she goes, Did you just say every day down this down this winding road? No, he said every day it's it's this winding road, something like that. So that's that's how songs wow. come about. Wow, that's he got like so 30, cool. And then they went and wrote it right then. Like they got down. She's all every day is a winding. That's what it's going to be. And he sat there and and they wrote the song like an hour and an hour, and they recorded it that night or something. And then he's like, Cheryl, I gotta go. Mike Gurley's making a record. <laughs> he's got this thing. And nice ultra. He has a kid. Ultrasound. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens that quick. But. <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> the song was kind of inspired by, and this was before, it was written before the pandemic started, which is, you know, the fear is, it's everywhere, you know, and it's, people are scared of each other and it's like, come on, hold on, man. We're, we all kind of want the same things here. Let's, let's not be so scared of, of getting it together. So, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, the state of our country is still in kind of a fearful place. And, and, uh, so when the pandemic came around, it's like, well, this song kind of makes even more sense now. Just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, not luckily, but. No, seems it, like a good song. For the time. I mean, sure. honestly, honestly, uh, you know, re-listening it to it today, I just figured you did write it I during the pandemic. I did not. How prolific is that? Yeah. Well. Um. So. So yeah, it has you know all these lyrics you know about fear and then uh, to me like you know love is good and greed is bad you know it's as simple as that you know people who I mean real greed you know where you don't want to help people out right right you just want it for yourself and then mm-hmm. love is the opposite of that you want to help everybody. So it's really basic stuff that John Lennon, you know, did much better than me. But it's it's something I you know I believe in. As simple as it is, you know. So I sure. wrote the song. You know. Uh, would it be okay? I don't know how many songs you want to share, but can we dive into another one? Sure, if you want to. Yeah, um, I know. Well, I, we get asked like because we always talk about you and stuff, and then during our live things, people ask for Mike Gurley stories. Did you know that during our live broadcast? Yes. Are these who are these people? <laughs> are they Dada fans? Or are they your fans that? Have met me at I shows. Think both, or? yeah, uh, both. Okay. Like they, they, like maybe must have been Dada fans and found out that you're involved with us and just. Oh, cool! That's you know, really cool. Hear the connection. Everyone, yeah, everyone's excited. Everyone wins. <laughs> we tell them you need strong hands, a soiree, <laughs> all the classics. Yeah. Um. What, what What's another song that you want to share? Um. This next song is called Yes, Yes, Yes. Um. I needed a rock. I wanted to write Sounds a rock. Positive. Yeah, it's very positive. <laughs> 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 On a positive note, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
not, I was feeling kind of bad that day yeah. as I wrote I this song. Some, I don't have a great story behind the lyric. It just seemed to fit. Um, I really, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's kind of a guy girl thing. It's not you know, something super uh, heavy. Personal? It's, you know, it's personal, but, you know, because I wrote it and it involves a woman, um, which, uh, you know, whatever I'm not going to say right now. But You're not going to say? Oh, sorry. All the songs are about my wife. Every song oh, is about well, my wife. Just said Why wouldn't yeah. you say that? Why wouldn't yeah, you just cool say that? Thing. That's <laughs> cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, um, she's definitely an inspiration. Um, yeah, when I met her, my mom had always told me that it should be easy when you meet the right person. And I... I went, I rebelled completely against that for many, many years. I just wanted the, the, the trouble girls, you know, mm-hmm. and it was my own selection. It wasn't their fault. They're perfect for somebody else. But right. for me, they were trouble, you know. I remember my, <clears throat> one of my, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about her. She's a, she's a wonderful person. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, she, my mom was right. When you meet yeah. someone and it's easy and it, you don't have to work at it. It's um, it's yes, it's uh, it's just yes, 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 yes. Oh wow! Here it is, Michael Gurley with yes, yes, yes. Can't live 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, let's see, the drummer on that was Victor Andrizzo. Who? Victor Andrizzo. He huh. he played with Beck for a long time. He mm. toured with Beck, and so he's... Sounds like I'm dropping names. I guess I am. <clears throat> and, kind of a Hollywood name dropper. Oh, right man. Yeah, Sean Hurley. <laughs> totally. <laughs> who's, that, who's that surfer you know? Kelly, Kelly Slater. Oh, Kelly, Kelly Slater. Slater. Julia Roberts. I yeah. know, you know. <laughs> hey. You know. That's okay. You can drop names here. It's a yeah. safe place to drop names. Yeah. So now, I, we love all the stories, and we love- I lived with Paul McCartney for 25 years, you know, so- little name to drop no um no um i'd like to be i would love to meet paul mccartney one day that's one of my dream meets you know that was one of my dreams we're on that list too, right? i think absolutely i would love to have lunch with paul mccartney into dinner and then a sleepover <laughs> <laughs> see what kind of pajamas he wears good morning, paul. yeah good morning i made you some <laughs> i made you some eggs and bakey wakey <laughs> so um, and what were we talking about before that? Talking about <laughs> your song, yes, your yes, yes. Record, oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. new record, it's sweeping the nation. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean. I just wanted if Sean Hurley is listening, he played the bass, and he he plays he tours with John Mayer. So these were some really good people I played with, and they make it so easier. You can hire guys. Did he come who, into the studio. What's that? Did he come into the studio? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And we did it. We, I did it at his studio with Victor. They owned the studio, and they did this whole thing together. Like you get them as a unit. Wow. And I was friends with Victor. Um, actually, played his wedding. Um, so uh, there we were, and and they're so like they're such a great unit. It's not just like there's some studio cats trying to make money. They're right. a unit, and we hung out so much that we felt like you know Insta band kind of. We just jammed a yeah, lot. That's so cool. So, so he called up John Mayer and said, "I'm not going to make it." <laughs> um, so anyway, I think he still plays with. John Mayer, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, anyway, what, dude, what like are you thinking about putting a band? Like, let's say COVID ends next week and shit's wide open. Yeah. Would you ever go out on the road and do the mic this yeah. this record on a tour? I would love to. You know, bass player and a drummer, and I'm thinking about Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. I don't know if I'm they're, not sure if they're what they're I, up to. You know, they don't seem like they're doing much. <laughs> think so i think they do you could do like a package like a unit you can get them both. <laughs> yeah half of the beatles <laughs> um there was a great punk band i like band names there was this great punk band called elvis presley and the beatles i always thought it was a good name wow awesome. that is great yeah. i saw a name you guys ever just like <clears throat> see names uh, you see you see something written like i was coming and driving into your place in the desert and i i i texted uh mitch i said so you guys change your name? You thinking about changing your name? I think uh, Hippie Chicken is good. Oh no, yeah. Chicken Chicken Hippie. Chicken Hippie. The Chicken Hippie. That's a place where you guys eat, right? Sometimes. No, it's a it's like a farm and feed and used clothing store on the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I thought it was a. I thought it was. It's not an eatery. No, it's, it's like not a an super eatery, no. shitty place. I yeah. went in there once. Lady's always like illegally breeding cats and dogs. <laughs> I don't think I've been in there. Oh well, I like the name Chicken Hippie. For a band, if you guys are looking for... These are all really bad band names. Thanks. But I bet you there is a band called Chicken Hippie out there. I bet somewhere. there is, Gotta too. Be. You know, I, I I often do this. I think of a band name like I was eating gelato. Well, I don't know. It's been a while ago since I've been doing <laughs> gelato place. It's it's hipster ice cream. Yeah. For those who don't know what it is, hipster, more expensive ice yeah. cream. It, it's, it's like smooth ice cream. Yeah, it's really good, though. It's super expensive. It's, <laughs> when you eat it with that wooden spoon. Well, yeah. no, there, I mean, well, you like don't want to take spoon. big bites. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you want to take little bites because 
It's you only gelato. get a small amount. <laughs> you don't get very much for like yeah. five bucks. Seven dollars, please. <laughs> like, Here's a little spoon. Scoop? I know. It's, it makes you feel cool. Anyway, so. You like that wooden spoon? You're like, mm. No. It's, well, actually, um, yeah. So there was this thing. There was this uh, dispenser for, you, you get to try out as many kinds as you want to. And I, I advise trying as many free samples because the shit is expensive. Uh-huh. And they had this little thing and it just said dirty spoons. You put your dirty spoons in there. I yeah. said, that's a good name for a band, Dirty Spoons, like some kind of garage band, you mm-hmm. know? And I said, I bet you there is another band called Dirty Spoons. Yeah. We looked it up, three bands called Dirty Spoons. <laughs> three bands. And I'm sure they were like, you know, same thing happened to them. They were in a gelato place a couple of years. Dude, it says Dirty Spoons. She called band Dirty Spoons. Dude, no way. There's like three other bands <laughs> called Wayland. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, there's like this... Uh, Furio de Fuego, some like uh, sent like in, I think from Central America, they've got a record out, and our music is always getting mixed up with theirs on iTunes and Spotify. And they're it's just been a, like, spelled the same way. Yes, and it's a but their whole record is like in Spanish and it's metal. And people think it's like, Spanish we've had metal. People ask if it was us. Oh no oh, way! Like yeah. you guys are doing a Spanish yeah, language like a, record. Yeah, yeah, metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> they're not funny. even a band anymore. They haven't been active since like two thousand three, and. Uh, but it's still a, well, a Dada. We used struggle. to. There was some other. There was like a Sonia Dada and a Psych Out Dada, and people used to ask us, you know. And we thought, well, we should do a tour with Sonia Dada and Dido, and it would be, be real confusing. <laughs> yeah, just confuse everybody. Sonia Dada, Dada, and Dido <laughs> on tour together now. Anyway, so um, back to the record. Uh, it now, was. I heard you had. A, is it true that you had a guest performance? Well, that is that is very true. That is very true. From a quite an acclaimed tambourine player. Well, he's a he's a tambourine expert. Uh, he's top. He's like triple scale. Now this guy loves his personal time. I know that. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Are we going to tell that story? <laughs> we can. I don't care. Okay, these talking guys, about yeah. masturbating at Mike's mom's house. <laughs> you know. Well, know. this is years ago. I don't masturbate any longer. <clears throat> no, of course not. Um... <laughs> They were at my house in Saratoga, California, up north near your parents' house. San Francisco. My parents' house, yeah. where there's the chicken coop and the cars. It's a great place. Great place to Best eat breakfast. Best eggs ever. Best it's, eggs yeah, ever. Yeah, amazing. my dad, you know, has has chickens. We raise chickens, and uh, well, I don't, but they do, and we have, we have fresh eggs every morning. So it's fantastic. It's like a little mountain town, right? Yeah, it is a little mountain town outside of San Jose. It was a splendid place to grow up. Yeah, a lot of good friends. Um, anyways, yeah, outside of San Jose. And you guys stayed over. And first of all, my mother loved you guys. It was like Mike who? I don't care about my son. Who are these guys? I love this band, Wayland. I think you woke up the first morning, uh, Mitch, and you came in and you sang to my mother. Yes. I do, do you remember, remember what that. you sang? I don't remember what I sang. I just remember singing. I, I think just, you made it up. It's like, yeah, Mrs. I, Gurley. Yeah. Can you just do a little bit for us It right was now? really off the... I think it was like, Mrs. Gurley. In a wonderful kitchen, <laughs> yeah. cooking for us, loving us, loving all of us, something yeah. like that. But she, she's like looking at Michael. He's singing to me. I didn't think of anything of it because her kidding her me? son was probably sang and no, danced this, through childhood. This, I wouldn't this think knocked, anything. This knocked her. It's knocked her on the floor. She was. She loved you guys so much. Well, you guys were very. Lovely. I think it was well, later that night. We were all waiting to have dinner, sitting down, yeah, at the waiting table, to have waiting. dinner. And, and uh, waiting, you know, and time, you know, time just got away from me. Mitch was was say. the whole band there? Yeah, yeah the whole band, band was, was there. there. Yeah, that was so much fun. I think we sent Dean to go get Mitch. I th- yeah, uh, went Dean, but 
Our shower. No, 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 no. We sent D, but then he came back. And no, then then you sent then Mrs. Gurley, my yes. mother, Lynn Gurley. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Uh, decided. Well, I want to go get Mitch because my dinner's my the pasta. You know, the it's spaghetti's almost ready. And I was bragging about the spaghetti. And right, right. For weeks. I didn't realize. I didn't realize the time. What was happening? Yeah, I was lost in thought. So what happened, Mitch? Um, you know, I was having some personal time. Your mom was correct. And well, she, she came back came, and told us. That. She, yeah, she yeah, went I out there and like knocked in. Mitch, time. you know, um, I, you know what? I, in in the situation that we are in, you know, you don't have a lot of moments to yourself. We were living on top of each other. Um, you had a room to yourself. What th- then? At Mike's but, house. But but yeah, I guess did. I just I chose the shower to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, and my mom didn't know. She just knew you were going to miss dinner, and she that's what she was concerned yeah, about. So, so got, she went back yeah. there and she knocked on the door and said, "Mitch, it's time for spaghetti and meatballs." Yes. And um, he didn't silence. I, I didn't say anything. No, no. no. She came back. I, I didn't say. It was anything. kind of in shock. Yeah, <laughs> said, yeah. I think that she probably probably heard what was happening. <laughs> She heard you crying. Do you moan when you masturbate yourself? I don't think I was making any noise. I'm sure she just heard. Whimpering. You know, there's some echoing going on in the in the in the bathroom. She came so back and said, "Slapping or whatever you want to call it." I think he's having some personal time. <laughs> and we Which, lost. We lost. Yeah, man. So then I walk in. You know, I'm, I'm feeling relieved. I'm I'm feeling loose. Feeling pretty relaxed. Wait, so- I come back. Everyone's like. You got you know, the like making the face, sweat. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whoo, it's hot in here or something, man. You guys, take my shirt off. All Can't flushed. Believe it. Yeah, I'm bright red. <laughs> and then uh, the spaghetti was fantastic. Even better spaghetti for was you, fantastic. I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, because I was feeling really relaxed. Yeah. And so because of that incident, <laughs> yeah. uh, you called Mitch in to play some tambourine and sing some harmonies on the record. Well, yeah, he came in and beautifully uh, played tambourine on another song called... Uh, you made fun of the title. Uh, I had a dream last night that I had a dream. That I had a dream that I had a dream. <laughs> it's not that long. Um, but uh, he came, I needed a high rock and roll voice that had soul to it. And who else but oh. fit that bill better than Mitch Arnold? Nobody, you know? Um, Honored. Come on, you know? Ray Charles is no longer with us, so I called you up. Um <laughs> So, and you came in and you killed it. You sang, it's this really high part. And if yep. you listen to the chorus, um, wait, what's this song we're doing? It's called, oh, uh, Sold Me Down the River. I knew it was something about heading down the river with Mitch or something yeah, I thought it was called. you know. Um, and, uh, down the river song, with this Mitch. This song is not about my wife, just so everybody knows that. You'll, you'll hear it by the lyrics. But Mitch came in and just said, sold me. Still yeah. a little bit of a good you Mitch. Sold me down the so, river. Sold so me. What, what's the key? Sold so, so me, sold me. Yeah. Me down the river. yeah, something like that. Something like, yeah, it's something like that. That sounds like you kicked it. Like another song I know about the river. Yeah, that's a different Rolling song. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, great, great. Rolling now people are going to think oh, of real that. original, no, 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 Mike. No. Real original. No, no. Way to go, It doesn't Mitch. sound anything like that. Better not. Um, well, Should we hear a, it? It has that word river in it. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it has a you know really long minute and a half solo. So hopefully. Uh, You'll be okay with that. And uh, buckle up, buckle I like in. the solo. I already went through and edited the solo out. Oh, so. great, great. Yeah. That's great. Here it is, uh, Michael Gurley with Mitch Arnold on the Tina Turner part, Sold Me Down the River. <laughs>
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can hear you, Mitch. Yeah, I was on there. I could hear myself, too. Show me, show me. Yeah, although it was you doing the ad-libs at the end. I was doing my best, Mitch Harmon. Well, that's important. That's That's important. That's me doing the full, that's my falsetto. I can't sing full voice like you can way up there. I don't know how you do it, um, but I got to use my falsetto to get up there. That is a super cool song. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. I love that song. That's cool. Thank you. You know what? I'm doing my own record, so I can do a minute and a half solo. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no rules in rock and roll. There's no rules in rock and roll. And, uh, you know, my brother likes when I play long solos. That one's for my brother. Oh, that's Jim cool. Gurley? Jim Gurley. And uh, Harrison James Gurley, my son, is his middle name is after my brother. Oh, that's uh, cool. James. You guys are a tight family. Uh, we have a big, really nice, big family, and we, we all love each other and get along. We don't talk about politics or religion, and it's amazing how we all get along. It's really cool. It's a really that's cool a, like thing. a family policy? Yeah, it's unspoken. Wow. Um, that's pretty, pretty awesome. It, well, who wants to talk about religion and politics when you get together? It's like, how about how are you doing? What's going on? What are you, what's what's great? What's going on with you? Or let's play a game. Or let's laugh. Let's play some ah, songs. That's like all Mitch wants to talk about. What an incredible concept. <sighs> that is not true. I just we want to state for the record that is in that is <laughs> not that is not true. <laughs> Nightmare. Who wants to talk about politics with your family? I mean, come on, what a bore. Haven't we had enough of that? You know. Um, so, Music to my ears, man. Right. You know. Absolutely. It's a musical family, as my mother always says. It's a very musical family. Half of it's Italian and. We, play, we get together every year at the same place up at Pine Grove, and we all get together in like 15 cabins, and we, you know, hang out for a week together. No phones, no TVs. Just are you are you telling me you get together with your family and you celebrate the things that bring you together and bring you joy? Can you believe it? I can't believe yes, it. Yes, we do that. <laughs> It sounds so simple. It sounds but so how simple. profound. It's know? easy to do when you don't talk about those things and you have respect for each other and you respect the, the other views, whatever they may be. You know, we have atheists and born again Christians in the same family. We have Republicans and Democrats. It doesn't matter. You're all, you all want the same stuff. And you all, you know, as a family is more important than those things, you know, when it comes down to it. I don't know about whatever, more. It's just uh, we have. Uh, a good a good thing going and nobody wants to screw it up so we we have that unwritten rule that's really cool love it um you were now again there's been a lot of firsts with the finding our way podcast tonight we've never done a pm version yep and we've never had a live performance well, we've never plugged plugged songs into it we we've never we've never, we've played never played anyone's record yep and uh, you were saying that you had a special kind of surprise. You wanted to play us a song, which I am. Put so your face excited. by the microphone. I see you about to talk. I will. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, well, I just I thought I'd just do. A Why song. am I seeing? Look at three. I, I'm lyric. not looking. I'm Don't not looking. look at the lyrics. Don't look at. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, let me. I'm gonna just. We're gonna go just go for this. Well, First I of just, all, I just so Michael has. He's got some lyrics that he's pulled out here, and he's yeah, gonna I just, play. I just, I just want to say how proud I am. For Michael Gurley being prepared, he has a folder <laughs> with lyrics. Incredible. Well, he's a well, professional I wrote, musician. I just wrote the song yesterday, so I don't. Did you really? I, I don't, yes, I did. That's the disclaimer. I well, it's a disclaimer. I wrote it for the podcast. I said I got to go in there with something. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I, gotta, I didn't know this. I wrote this for the podcast for you guys. This is not just a, a random song I wrote a month ago. Just, dude, I want to play my new song. It's a nine-minute slow folk song about <laughs> about the ocean. It's <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, uh, although I would ask you if you could 
Oh, here's the guitar. Here's right the, here. Yep, there you go. <laughs> here's the guitar. I'm going to unmute it right now. Yeah, and tune it up because oh. it's probably it's yeah, probably trying I'm to drift up and... a little bit. Not bad. Ladies and gentlemen, what a treat you were about to get. Hang on, we're going to, real quick, I'm going to stop recording and then start recording again to get the guitar in here. Okay, okay. hold on one second. Plus, I need to boil myself. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, we're back um, after a brief intermission. A little tune-up. Uh... And you're gonna you're gonna play a song you wrote yesterday. Yesterday, especially for the podcast, um, and plus, you know, I just appreciate you guys. And this is a song um, that involves you too. And uh, Mitch, if you do sing, make sure you're back. Right. Okay, yep. Thanks for the guitar use, Phil. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry. Can you hear it? Okay. I think so. Yeah, it's picked up well. Okay, here we go. Phil and Mitch, Mitch and Phil, as cool as dead penguins, yeah, they're pretty chill. <laughs> Mitch and Phil, Phil and Mitch, if they were one person, they'd be one son of a bitch. <laughs> They've got a nice tailwind, so they'll keep on sailing, Phil and Mitch, Mitch and Phil, they call themselves Whalen. <laughs> One day they'll be millionaires for all that we know. With songs like Get a Little, All We Had in Reno. Oh, Mitch loves his coffee, likes to pour a big cup. And thank God for Alyssa, cause that girl, she lights it up. <laughs> Don't forget to email him. It keeps them out of jail and say hello to Phil and Mitch and Mitch and Phil, they call themselves Waylon. <laughs> Phil is big and tall, his hair is blonde and curly. Some might even say he looks a little girly. That's my name, don't wear it out. <laughs> Mitch looks in the mirror and says, oh yeah, that's it. Because he's been told a thousand times he kind of looks like Brad Pitt. Oh, they were on the Kiss Cruise. Out of many bands, they were picked. They also shared a communal shower in a trailing park. Hey, nobody's perfect. They met a producer at the Whiskey many moons ago. But now he's here doing a podcast, sucking up for a little promo. These guys, you don't want to fail them. They're more than just prevailing. They're kicking ass. This band, we love them. A Wayland a trumpet solo. Now they live out in the desert with green cacti and blue skies and they wake up every morning with a bloody merry sunrise they're working all the time so dedicated to their fans and sometimes at night they can hear the wind cry joe i need strong hands <laughs> mitch and phil 
Knoxville and Mitch. We may not be millionaires, but you've made my heart and soul so rich. We've become like brothers, and best of all, it's been a kick. And as far as kissing your ass at the end of the song, I'm gonna lay it on, lay it on, lay it on thick. <laughs> their music is their playland, and I just can't stay away from and from Phil and Mitch, Mitch and Phil. They call themselves Wayland. Dude, what a song, man! I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. it was that's on so your record, right? That yeah, that's on the record. Of course. Be on the next one. That's <laughs> on the next one. Girly sings yeah. about Wayland. Oh, so funny. So anyway, every, that's awesome. you guys should have your own song. There I think is. everybody listening is going to love that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we sure agreed. did. I, you got all the references, which I'm very, of course you did, which I'm very well, happy about. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are your songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bloody what? <laughs> It's hard to. I was. I was really happy. I came up with a rhyme for you know nobody's perfect, which is out of all. And they got the Kiss Crews, out of all. What it was uh, all the bands they were picked. They were picked. Yeah, yeah. great. That job. was a tough one, but I came. I, whatever. And I'm stroking myself. I'll shut up now. Did no. It was a, great it, work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much fun. Much fun to write for you guys. So your new record is out for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. People ordered it online, um, and you're and now it's on streaming for everyone as well. Uh, are you going to get started on another one? Well, I have a lot of songs. I mean, during COVID time, I've all I've been doing is writing. And it's, uh, as I told you guys, you got to write, write, write. So yeah, you do. Sometimes I get lazy. It's like, girly, you got to do what you tell everybody else. I'm right. You know, when you're stuck, write a bad song and finish it. And then the good ones will come. You know, right. so I've been doing a lot of that. And uh, so uh, I wrote a lot of songs last year, over 40. So and during the COVID time, I've written over 40 tunes. So I have a lot of material. Um, but, uh, I'm going to work, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work this, uh, record for a while. I'm doing a video, uh, next month for a song called I Love Your Guitar. Oh, cool. So that'll be out on YouTube. Um, but it's, uh, michaelgurleymusic.com is where you can see our store and buy the record or listen to it. It's streaming on everything now too. So, um, you know, that's why I'm here to uh, say, hang out with you guys and promote the new record, but mostly just to. To be with you guys again, we always have a blast. It's always been fun. The B word. The B word. Oh, <laughs> broke my quota. We do. Yeah, we do. I brought it back. You brought it back right. around, You're and right. I just a blast with Michael girl. girl. Having a blast. Oh, no. Wow. Man, we just. I'm repeating myself. Repeating myself. We we can't tell you how grateful we you know we feel to to have you in our lives and. Like I said, talk about anybody coming in to help us find our way. You have just been such a huge part of of everything um helping mitch and i and the band in every way you know thank you it was it was a pleasure and i'm telling you guys it's rare to find guys who are open to learn and you guys were so open to it which is so surprising and so rare to see a band that was just rocking hard and tattoos and just like what do we need to do yeah if we're, tell what, what do we that yeah, let's start writing songs let's do it there was no ego involved and then you guys have become such great songwriters because you've worked so hard at it. You guys, have, these just, these guys work really hard. You guys, so wow, um, thank you. Buy their hats. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes, right. yes, buy our hats. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much, uh, everyone. Like we said, um, Michael Gurley's new record is up streaming everywhere, and he told you the website. And uh, make sure you follow him on social media because he's posts great songs and silly songs for the holidays and all kinds of. Uh, this yeah. dude is a 
Mike is a creative uh, nucleus powerhouse. That's true. Uh, you never know what he's going to put up next. So, yep. Um, I have a Christmas record in the can. I mean, written, not not recorded, but oh, I did cool. the first Christmas record. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, it's a all originals, and then I've got another one. But I'll probably get around recording that in like the thirties, two thousand or something. There's other stuff to do. Well, thanks for making the trip out to the desert. Oh, my pleasure. So much fun hanging with you guys. This has been another episode. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Not a blast. No, of course it not. It was a blast. Blast a meter. It's a blast. All right. Thank you, guys. This has been another episode of Finding Our Way, the official podcast of the band Wayland. Visit waylandtheband.com for all things Wayland.